Hey there, it's Bonnie, and I'm apologizing to you ahead of time before you listen to episode 158. This episode, episode 158, similar to episode 157, they both go together, so listen to episode 157 if you haven't yet. Unfortunately, when I was recording this, my mic was not being picked up. So instead of you hearing great quality, like you hear right now, you're going to hear MacBook microphone quality. My apologies ahead of time. The content is good. I know you're going to like it. Thanks so much for being here. Welcome to episode 158, 158 of the Business Fabulous podcast. Today is part two of a special two-part series answering the question, is podcasting really worth it for a business or a brand? If you haven't listened to episode 157 yet, stop Go back, listen to the episode, because you're going to get everything you need that brings you up to this point and answers more listener questions. Hey there, I'm Bonnie L. Frank, former teacher and college professor turned entrepreneur overnight who started a coaching business from scratch and coached thousands of business owners worldwide to grow their businesses, and I saved them money doing it. After producing over 4,000 live stream broadcasts, I thought it was about time for a podcast. This podcast, where I share easy hacks for your business, your money, and a fabulous life. Are you ready? It's time to get fabulous. Welcome back to the episode. Today, we're talking all about podcasting again, and this is part two of our two-part series answering the question, is podcasting really worth it for a business or a brand? Now, as you know, in episode 157, we talked a lot about podcasting, and I gave you a lot of research-based information from the Edison Dial report from Edison Research. And that really is the research report that is most often recognized by the podcasting community. Unfortunately, with podcasting, I have found more than any other things, when you Google something about podcasting statistics, you are very often going to get the wrong answer. If you want to know how many podcasts are out there today, for example, and I mentioned this in episode 157, if you want to know how many podcasts are there, and that's what you Google, you're going to get a number that's about two or three times what the actual accurate number is. Because when you talk about how many podcasts are there, are you talking about how many different podcast programs are there? How many different episodes? What do you mean exactly? Podcasting is something where people quit a lot. They pod fade. They stop. And that's because starting a podcast is super easy. You could just talk into your phone, not even have a separate mic. You could talk straight into your phone, not even edit that thing, and bam, put it on a podcasting platform. I happen to use Libsyn. I think that's the best. And there you go. You've got a podcast. But it doesn't mean you're ever going to have another episode. Are you really a podcaster? You don't have any consistency of a series of episodes going with that show. And the fact is, most podcasts fade before 10 episodes. So that means most podcasts don't even get to the 10th episode. I remember when I got to episode 10, I was like, phew, I made it. I'm in the minority. There's a lot more to podcasting besides just talking into a microphone. I talked about this earlier today to a college class. I was speaking to them about podcasting, and I said, most podcasters don't make any money at all. 
They just want to get their message out there. They want to have a voice and they want their voice to be heard. Most people don't hang in there. They just don't. Why is this? Is it really worth it? Can you really grow a business or a brand with podcasting? That answer is yes. But the other part of the answer is not always. If you are strategically utilizing your podcast to grow your business and to grow your brand, you absolutely can do that. But I feel strongly that you really need strategy. Here's an example, and I am in no way saying that this is how people should start podcasting. You can start podcasting however you want to, whenever you want to, or don't ever podcast at all. I 100% do not think that everybody should podcast. When I started my business with live streaming and I was talking all about live streaming all the time and speaking at conferences about live streaming, people were shocked that I readily said, I do not think everybody should live stream. Some people don't want to be on camera. Live streaming is on camera, unless it's like on Clubhouse or Twitter Spaces. That is still live streaming. But most live streaming that we think of still to this day is utilizing video and you're in front of the camera. But podcasting, you don't have to live stream your podcast. You don't have to record your podcast with video at all if you don't want to. By the time I had started my podcast, I had already done 4,000 live streams. So I was being known as a live streamer. And then I started my podcast. Well, the first two questions I got were, oh, is your podcast about live streaming? No. And the second thing was, so you're going to video your podcast, right? So it wasn't necessarily I was going to live stream it, but of course I was going to video myself talking into the mic. And I said, no. Now, sometimes I do. I am right now. But the vast majority of my 158 podcast episodes have not been live streamed. I did that for a very specific reason. I wanted to prove that you can build a business and you can build a brand without being in front of the camera. I do happen to think that it's a lot easier and faster if you do utilize video, whether or not that involves live streaming. And this is why. When you see something come through your social media feed, if you want to build your business and you want to build your brand and you want people to know that you've got a podcast, you darn well better be promoting it on social media. You just better. And if you promote video of the actual recording of the podcast, that's very compelling video. Whether it's just you talking into the microphone or whether it's you and your guest or maybe you're a guest on someone else's podcast. I was just a guest on another podcast the other day. Whatever it is, that is compelling video. That's interesting and exciting video. And people will very likely click on that and listen and take time to consume that content. And then if there's a link to the actual episode, they usually click the link too. And even if they don't click the link and listen to the episode right away, the fact that I even have a podcast registers yet again. And then the next time they come across my name or the next time they see a picture of me with a mic or the next time they see anything about my podcast, then they'll be more likely at that point to listen. We are inundated with information coming into our heads digitally. And that can be confusing and it can be a very competitive game. The whole digital marketing space can be super competitive. How do you make sure that people are going to remember you? It's not that they recognize you. It's that they remember you. I recognize a ton of people, but I don't remember whether or not they have podcasts. 
You've got to give them a reason to remember. You've got to keep promoting who you are, what you're about, and the fact that you've got this podcast thing. Usually, it's not going to take just one hit or one connection one time of you posting about your podcast and people are just going to immediately go and follow the podcast. If you're a celebrity, it could happen that quickly. But for most of us, it doesn't happen like that. It's going to take more times, more touch points for them to follow your podcast. Now, is podcasting relevant? Is there a reason really to podcast? Like, is it worth it? How does this relate to digital marketing? How does this relate to content? Well, podcasting, is content. Now, sometimes people just start podcasting, which is also why a lot of them pod fade because they don't really go into it strategically. They don't really think a lot about what they want for their podcast long-term, how they want it to be, what do they want to do with it? They're just not sure. And then they end up not doing anything with it. Before I started, I'd also built up a business. So I knew that I wanted my podcast to be a lead gen, a lead generator for my business. So I'm a business coach and consultant and my business fabulous podcast is a lead gen for my business. So that's how I went about podcasting. But you don't have to use it like that. Like I said before, you do you. You can have your podcast be any kind you want. You could have it immediately be an interview show. You can have sponsors, you can have ads, you decide how you want to do it. I am my own sponsor. So when I talk about products, programs, or services, they're actually my own. And I promote my own things here on the podcast. But I could also be promoting other people's products, programs, and services. And they could pay me to put those ad spots in there. And I could have outside sponsors as well. So there's a variety of ways to use your podcast for business growth. Now, promoting the podcast. Where do you promote your podcast? Well, instead of trying to get people to come to you all the time, which can be very difficult and it's a lot easier to lose people along the way, I think it's a lot smarter to go where they already are. Go where the people are. If you know that your people are on TikTok, you should be promoting your podcast on TikTok. In fact, I really think pretty much everybody should be promoting their podcast on TikTok these days because TikTok has over 1 billion with a B users and it's growing every single day. Every time I promote my podcast on TikTok, even if I promote it nowhere else, every single time my numbers go up. I suggest that you promote your podcast on social media and that you go where the people are. Now, everybody in the world is not your target audience. So before you podcast, I think you should really think about not just what you want to talk about, but who your listeners are going to be. Who's your target audience? My podcast listenership was going to be the same target audience that my business had. So that was very easy. Whether or not you have a business doesn't matter. You will have a target audience and you're not speaking to all of those hundreds of thousands of millions of people. You're actually speaking to one. When you focus in on and think about and speak to that one ideal podcast listener, just like that one ideal client avatar in business, when you speak to that one person, that is how you will very easily attract your target audience because everybody in your target audience is going to be like your ideal listener in at least one respect and probably more than one. So that way you will continue to attract your target audience. Now, once in a while, you attract an outlier and that's okay. 
But the outliers aren't going to pay the bills. The outliers are not going to download every episode. The outliers are not going to be your raving fans. The outliers are not going to eagerly await your next podcast. They might listen for one particular interview, or they might listen for one particular topic that you talk about. Or maybe they listen just because somebody told them to listen and then they never listened again. You need to focus in on your target audience and specifically that one ideal podcast listener. If you're wondering, well, how do I figure out who my ideal podcast listener is and what in the world is an ideal client avatar? I do have other episodes about this on my podcast, but you can also reach out to me. You can go to bit.ly forward slash business fabulous, which is my podcast page. Right in the middle of the page is a bright orange button. Click that button and leave me a voice message. And it can be up to 90 seconds long. And that's pretty long for a voice message. Go ahead and do that. You can ask me a question. I will answer it on the podcast. Just talk to me. I hear every single message that anyone leaves me. And I love to hear your voices because, hey, you're hearing mine. I would love to hear yours as well. So feel free to leave me some feedback in that way. You can also find out more information about who would your ideal podcast listener be? What is an ideal client avatar? You can sign up for a free chat bit.ly forward slash talk to Bonnie. And if you go to bit.ly forward slash talk to Bonnie, that's how you and I can chat on the phone. Or if you're out of the States, we'll meet on Zoom. Tell me a little bit about your business and you and your business will be better off for that 20 minute free conversation. I do not try to sell you. I only support you. Feel free to reach out to me either of those ways. Of course, you can email, which is listener at Bonnie. Frank.com. So you really do want to be speaking to that ideal podcast listener. That's how you get to consistently attract your target audience, the right people. Can you really grow a business and a brand? Do you get famous podcasting? Well, some people have gotten famous podcasting. For example, the person who does My Favorite Murder, that has become a very famous podcast. And there are other podcasters that have really just shot up in fame from podcasting. Now, there are people, celebrities who have podcasts, but they were already famous first. And it's just another way to get their message, to build their brand, to stay top of mind in their fans' minds so that they will buy their products or watch their show or go to their presentation that they're promoting. A lot more comedians today have podcasts than ever before. This is why. During the pandemic, comedians really had a hard time because if you know anything about stand-up comedy, you have to have people by yourself in front of nobody. And doing Zoom stand-up is not at all the same experience as actually being there live. And so some stand-ups did what they called rooftop shows, and they would meet on the rooftops of a variety of buildings and give a live show because they were outside and people could spread out, you know, six feet apart. So a lot of people did that. In fact, one guy named Sam Morrell, I think it's M-O-R-R-I-L, I believe, and he's a comedian, super, super funny. And he was trying to get Netflix to give him a show. Netflix has a lot of comedy shows. Well, he wasn't quite a big enough name yet, not at that point. And he couldn't get any of the streaming giants to buy his show. So he was like, you know what? Forget this. I'm still going to do a show. I'm going to produce it myself and I'm going to put it on YouTube. And he did. And it's called On the Roof. It's a great show. It's really phenomenal. And now guess what? 
Netflix gives him shows because that became super popular because he got a bunch of people to share it and a bunch of other comedians to share it. And it is really, really well done. He had two guys filming it. It's got a lot of B-roll. He interviewed other comedians. And it's it was during a time during the pandemic when everything had changed. Every single thing had changed for these people. And everybody was kind of scrambling. You just feel it. And you you see them in New York. You, you feel for them. And you feel a different energy that they were going through. And it's just, it is phenomenally done. During the pandemic, not only did comedians do things like that, they also started podcasts. What did they do? They went to where the people were. They couldn't do their shows in person because all of the venues were closed. And then when they opened up, you know what, it was 25% and then 50%. You know, it took a long time to build up to like it is now. And so it took them a while to really be able to stay top of mind. So how did they do it? They started podcasts and they didn't just start podcasts without the camera. They also videoed it and they put it up on YouTube. And that is free SEO juice right there. You know, YouTube's owned by Google. You can't get any better SEO. If you are thinking about podcasting, if I would suggest that you think about videoing your podcast and putting it up on YouTube, taking advantage of the SEO possibilities there and giving your people something to look at, even if it's a solo show like mine, and I'm not even putting my show on YouTube yet. Yes, it's something I have to do. Editing this out when I do it live is much harder than when I don't. So it takes me about twice as long to edit a live podcast show. But I would definitely suggest doing that. Whether or not you choose to edit your podcast, that's up to you. But that's what I would suggest. And that's what these comedians did. And that is how they not only stayed top of mind, they grew their audience. So yes, absolutely, you can grow a business and a brand, 100%. And I also noticed during the pandemic, many companies coming out with a podcast. Peloton is a great example. Peloton actually had their podcast before the pandemic. I met uh, one of the hosts at a podcasting conference and she said, oh yeah, I'm with Peloton. We're starting a podcast. So they hadn't started it yet. So it actually began before the pandemic. But when everybody's home and they're looking for connection, what better type of connection than a podcast? It's a very intimate relationship that you have with that podcaster or podcasters, if it's more than one, it really is a very intimate relationship. You are literally walking around with them in your head. It's really wonderful. No better way to stay top of mind, I think, and video your podcast. Back to the questions. Somebody asked, when you started out, how did you get your editing done? That's a great question. I have information on exactly how to edit your podcast in a variety of places. I talk about podcast editing on my podcast. So there's a few, not many, but there's like three or four different episodes that I have where I speak specifically about podcasting. And I also mention editing. I have tutorials on editing your podcast inside the Social Media Marketing Cafe. And you can get there. That is filled with tutorials, by the way. That's the only thing that is in the cafe is it is filled with tutorials. And you can get there from bit.ly forward slash get the cafe. It is a monthly membership and you can also request that I create any tutorial for you and I will, and I will put it inside the cafe for you. So anything you're looking for and it's not there, let me know and I will create it. 
There are downloadable PDFs, audio tutorials, and there are video tutorials. So there's over a hundred tutorials in there now. And I increase that by four every single month. So every month there are four additional tutorials in there and you always have access to all of them from the second that you join bit.ly forward slash get the cafe. I also have one or two TikTok videos about editing, but specifically, how did I go about it? How did I edit it? I have had an editor before for my podcast. I do not currently. She's taking a break. Um, But when I edit my own podcast, which I am doing myself now, I use something called Audacity. And it's spelled just like it sounds, A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y. Audacity is free and it's really easy to use. You can use my tutorials and go about editing that way. You can Google how to use Audacity. It really is easy. It has to be easy because I'm doing it. I'm not the most techie person. So that's what I use to edit my podcasts. And I edit it pretty much. I always kind of challenge myself. Can I really put out an episode without editing? I don't know if I can do it. You don't have to edit your podcast at all, but Audacity is what I use to edit the audio. And when I edit any video, I use Wondershare Filmora. And before uh, anyone hears any of my podcast episodes, I always run it through Auphonic, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C, all of the tools that I use to podcast and to run my entire business, again, are on my tools page, bit.ly forward slash Bonnie Biz Tools. And that's a list of everything that I use for my podcast, for my business, and even for my self-care. One of the questions that people ask me a lot, and I got this asked today when I was speaking to a college class, what's the best length for a podcast? That answer, you know, if you ask five podcasters, you're going to get 12 answers. So that answer is actually, it depends. And it depends on how long it takes to communicate your message and keep people listening. Because if it takes me three hours to get my message across, but people tune me out after 20 minutes, then guess what? My podcast should have not been longer than 20 minutes. When I started podcasting, like I said, I'd already done over 4,000 live stream broadcasts. And my average live stream length was 19 minutes, 53 seconds. So I knew that every podcast episode was going to be less than 30 minutes. Because I figured even if I went a little bit over and then I've got an intro and I've got an outro, okay, every episode is going to be less than 30 minutes. And I've stuck with that. But Joe Rogan, some of his interviews can be three and four hours. I know people who have a few minutes or 10 minutes or three minutes, five minutes to their podcast episodes. However you want to do it is completely fine. And every episode doesn't have to be the same length. You can also change topics. So everything I talk about fits under the umbrella of how to start, grow, and scale your online business because that's what I help people with as a business coach. That's the kind of stuff I talk about. However, within that, I talk about podcasting. I talk about digital marketing, each individual social media platform and how to use them, saving money in your business, the different tech that you can use. So there's a lot of things sort of under that umbrella. It's completely up to you to how you do it. But if you decide that you want to completely pivot and totally switch gears, it doesn't mean that you have to switch your RSS feed. And the RSS feed is how people immediately get your show downloaded each time you have a new episode because they've subscribed and they subscribe using that RSS link. Now, they don't need to worry about what the link is. They just click subscribe or they click follow the show. And then that RSS feed 
gives it to them every week or every two weeks or every month, however long, however often you put out a new show. So people who follow my show follow through that RSS feed. Now, if I decide to not talk about anything about business, I don't have to change that RSS feed. And my suggestion would be that you don't, because if you don't, you still can capitalize on the other listeners and the stats that you've already accrued. And then you just pivot however you want to pivot. And people who want to continue listening will continue listening. And people who don't will drop off. And then you'll also attract new people. So you don't have to necessarily change the RSS feed. That is also a choice. So you've got a lot of choices in podcasting. Thank you so much for being here. I love that you were. Thank you so much to those of you who joined me on my Facebook business page, on my Facebook profile, in my Business Fabulous Facebook group. I love you all. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon.